The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. This is Bill Friday with another edition of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore. Ron McGoy, what are your picks for NHL? Tell me. Oh, that's right. We're going into round two. Well, we're a little late this week on... Uh, well, you can tell everybody what happened. Well, well, you our, know, we are... Our, our engineering department messed up. We right? had... We put a dynamite show in the can just this past Tuesday. Just so you know, we're speaking to you from the Beach Booster Studios here on Friday, April 28th. Uh, nice sunny 16 degrees in the beach, but don't hold your breath because it's not going to last. So anyways, we've been, we've been doing the show pretty consistently on Tuesdays, hopefully that you've all noticed, and we put a dandy show to bed uh, this Tuesday, and I noticed Bill was sort of looking at his tape recorder with, you know, a little uncertainty, and sort of said as we left, hope that thing was taping. Well, I believe you went to put the show to edit some of my ums and ahs out and discovered that we were missing the last 10 minutes. Is that kind yeah. of accurate? Yeah, that's basically what happened. And, and uh, I, I, I guess I didn't check during the last 10 minutes, and, and the, you know, the battery of our engineering equipment <laughs> our, well, little, our little recorder it went uh, it stopped so there you go it's kind of stopped like the Leafs yeah the Leafs did they stop. stopped they tried hard we're yeah. not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about the deer departed from round one because it's been rehashed and rehashed and um, you know great great job by our, by our friends in Toronto and uh, you know everyone's anxious to get going for next year but before next year happens, we have to get this Stanley Cup season completed, and the first round is underway. Included in the... Um, the first round is underway, so is the second round underway. Well, the second round is underway, including in the missing tape, the basement tape, we'll call it, <laughs> were our fearless predictions. So we're just going to go quickly through those. Oh, okay. Even All though right. there's been a couple games, we're going to be very honest with you and tell you who we picked. Okay, well, I think I did uh, the Ottawa Rangers uh, series. Ottawa Rangers. I picked Ottawa. Yeah, I was with you on that one. Okay. We both, we both like the... There's a little karma going on there in Ottawa. Uh, all we, our only worries were if, if King Hendrick uh, regains the throne, that could be a problem. But Well, I thought it was a pretty lucky goal last night, didn't you think? Yeah, that was pretty, uh, you know, typical shutdown playoff game. Yeah, but I mean, a shot from the right-hand side, almost from behind the net, and it goes into the goal, you know. It's amazing what can happen when you hit the net. I know. Well, at least you shoot the puck. You shoot the yeah. puck. So they're, they're up one nothing, and it'll be a long, tough one. We both agreed, but we think that the, the Sens will, will, will prevail. And also in the East, East got going last night also with two pretty strong teams, Pittsburgh-Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have history. Yeah, like really, um, you know, we can talk about the, the Penguins and and the, the Washingtons, but you know what? The whole NHL is pretty close in what they're doing. If you had 17 playoff games that went into overtime, 
That's pretty close stuff. Is that parody or mediocrity? Uh, it's parody, I think. Uh, good, I too. good hockey. I yeah. think it's good hockey. Yeah, it is good hockey. Yeah, it, it is good hockey. Yeah. And uh, so, the, uh, so um, and Pittsburgh played a little better than Washington. Yeah, so so I picked Pittsburgh, and you picked Washington. I, I, yes, I, I picked the I picked well, the capital uh, capitals. Uh, so one of us is going to be wrong on that one. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, if we could we could be wrong on that one, but you have you have a leg up. Then the other series that got underway the other day that are back for their game two tonight. Anyways, we have uh, those young, talented, exciting Oilers playing a veteran, pretty skilled team in Anaheim. Oh, yeah. Jeez, you know, they've got, you know, Kessler and and Gatzlaff. They've got a good team down there. I'm sure they do. And Edmonton waltzed in and stole game one. So um, a nasty game too. It was chippy and feisty. So, and but I believe we both picked Edmonton. We both picked right? Edmonton. Yeah, yes, we both yes. picked Edmonton. Okay. Yeah, I, I just I, I just wish I could move in and out of different time zones. Like tonight is a ten thirty start. There's no. Is I, that, I know where I'm going to be on ten thirty. Is that a little late for a run? Well, it's a. It is in this day and it's age. It's a little late for me too. <laughs> so, but you know, it's the whole country is not. Based in Southern Ontario, I guess we should realize that. I suppose, and and the whole country doesn't go by Ron and Bill's time zone. No, <laughs> no, that leaves one series, which is really it's a, it's a good rivalry because uh, St. Louis and Nashville are they're about a seven iron between each other. Yeah, and um, they they've, they've got a little rivalry going, and they're um, they're off and running, and uh, I believe Nashville waltzed into St. Louis and took Game One. Yeah. They shot that seven iron right over the arch. They haven't lost a game yet in the playoffs. No, they haven't. They're pretty good. They're pretty good, and they're my team, by the way. You know, oh, well, I pick. I picked them in round one, and I'm picking them in round two. I would. And, you know what they say? Ride it. Ride a horse. Uh, ride a go. horse all the way. What did I, you pick? I, I, I was with Nashville too. Oh, okay. I was with Nashville too. Right. Nashville Predators are an interesting story. Um, a non-traditional hockey market. It's had some hockey. But I was listening to some people talking about what a great uh, presentation they do in the arena. The fans are not only into it, they're, they're knowledgeable. And uh, it's a really vibrant downtown. How, how big is their arena? Can you tell me that? I, I'm going to guess it's somewhere between 16 and 18. Okay. You know, it's a good size arena. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently the players love the city to play in. Um, it's a, it's It's... You know, it's a music. It's music city. It's an entertainment. It's entertainment, and it's vibrant. And there's there's a couple of big universities, and apparently, um, it, it, it's it, they've done a real nice job on it. And it's and they've they've got a pretty good hockey team. Mister Mister Subban had a had a good game on. Um, well, he didn't. You know what? He didn't really have a great season, but he had he's had a great playoff series. You know. Yeah, and with probably playing last minutes, he's probably really fresh at this time of year, unlike when he was sort of logging it all in Montreal. Yeah. And I'm sure the Montreal fans probably got a little indigestion watching that, you know, because they're gone and PK's there. However, um, I think we're going to have some, you know, real compelling hockey here to get us down to the Final Four. Yeah, now, I would think that uh, these games should go more than four. Don't you think each series? Yeah, I'd, I'd be shocked do? to see any sweep. Um, I would have said that, of course, about Chicago and Nashville, but I, I would really be... I'll take the blame for the missing basement tape if, yeah. if one of these goes four straight. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I don't, I don't, 
I don't know. I, I think that uh, we have to uh, look at this as a, a long series. Yeah, and based long on the long-term series. forecast in these parts, it looks like it's going to stay crappy and cool. So. so we'll be able to watch hockey without, yeah, yeah, you without looking outside. Yeah, you won't be trying to you know get off the golf course at yeah. 9 o'clock uh, because yeah. it's just a little quiet out there. Yeah. However, it's, it is only yeah. it's April 2-8. We have a short season here, don't we? Yeah, we really do. As far as summer activities. Yeah, let's leave the NHL for a moment. Okay. Okay, let's leave the NHL. And can we talk a little bit about local golf or not? Would you like to talk a little bit? I would like to talk a little local golf. And in fact, we're going to devote a show coming up because I would rather wait just a little while because there's still, you know, we have two golf courses that are, one is open, Marlwood. The golf course that I've migrated to, the links at Georgian Sands is is slated weather permitting um, for opening either May 8th or 10th. And then our third course in the West End, Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club, formerly Wasega Sands. We don't know what's going on out there. Nobody knows. Um, it's um, it's about as clandestine as Dealey Plaza was in 1963. <laughs> so I, I, we're going to wait a little while. I think so. I think we should. We shouldn't say too much about it. But no. it's nice that the, the links of Georgian Sands... Uh, will be open in in uh, you know absolutely yeah yeah the 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 cart fleet has arrived the uh, turf equipment's in and they're getting uh, they're working um, feverishly uh, to get the golf course ready for a May eighth opening so those of you that are looking at playing a full seven thousand yards championship course if you choose that meanders through some really really nice countryside you don't have to worry about you know shanking anything or, or or duck hooking anything in anybody's backyard because. All you're going to do is be in the woods. Okay, now tell me, uh, you know, we're talking about 7,000 yards, and that is from the the long yeah. tees, which would be what, the blue tees? Uh, you know what, I'm not even sure of the color scheme there. Okay, I, all right. I, I should now, know, but oh. they, they are there are sets, there. There's, there's going to be four sets of tees, including a, a more forward tee. Yeah. On selected holes where some it's some of the tee shots. And if we, if we call it the ladies' tee, we can call it, or we can call it the forward tee, right? The forward tee would be a better, yeah, well, uh, better uh, name for them. Well, we could. It's it's the it's the better choice if you can't if you can't hit, if you can't hit the ball 160 yards in the air to yeah. carry, move them, get up there. Yeah, you should play the forward tees. Why now, not? Now, now, how how long would that be? Any idea? You're talking seven thousand for the back tees. But yeah, with these new forward tees, you know, I think you'll probably be somewhere in around uh, sixty-five hundred. Or oh no, it'll be below six thousand yards. Really? Oh yeah, it'll really? be below six. It, it, it'll be very playable. And okay. um, those that haven't been out there for a few years, um, I think they'll be encouraged by the course conditions and and just the overall direction of the uh, uh, of the facility and the staff. So we're looking forward to seeing lots of people Talk, out there. Talking about golfers and so on, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm sitting, I had to go to the chiropractors this morning because I, I do have this, this, um, yeah, even on the disease, I have a Charlie horse on, on my left. It's not healing well. I mean, it's not healing. It's not, and I'm limping all over the place. So anyway, I went to the chiropractors this morning, and, and uh, as I was sitting in the waiting room, uh, in, cha- in came another chap who uh, had a had a baseball hat on or a mm-hmm. golf hat on and sunglasses up on top of the, the hat and uh, he had he had a Canada jacket on and I said boy that's a nice Canada jacket and and he looked at me and I looked at him and I, he said I know you and I said I know you too <laughs> it was Paul Elder 
You know Paul. I know Paul Eller and his wife Allie uh, used to play in the men's league exactly. over at the, the third golf course in town. So he hasn't played. Well, he, I played there last year apparently. With, Paul, uh, with, Paul, yes, Paul was with, uh, with Bill Frost. With Bill Frost and his his uh, his gang of uh, Monday golfers, uh, great guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was I haven't seen Paul in a long time. We used to play together for quite a while, and and uh, over at the Sands. Then, yeah. Then he uh, sort of disappeared. I don't know where he went. But, well, maybe life got in the way, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was telling me, and I guess he's. Uh, I guess I'm not sure how old. Uh, Paul is, but he was telling me he used to play in the men's hockey league here in Wasaga Beach on I don't know, Wednesday mornings or whatever they they played up there. At the, That's right. The over at the arena, and uh, he told me he was down in Florida this past winter, and he decided to go skating again. Apparently, he then played hockey with, with some girls' league. <laughs> he went in and played hockey with the girls' league, and he fell down. <laughs> And, went boom. and three three girls picked him up, and he 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 went around telling everybody that three girls picked him up. <laughs> so, Hopefully, I'll see him over at the links. Yeah, and I'll ask him uh, how's his career going in intramural uh, co-ed hockey. Co-ed hockey. Yeah, you can ask him that. Well, hopefully, we'll get you back on the. Uh, Back on the active roster oh, soon well, with, yeah. with the Charlie Horse. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll keep you. I'll keep our listeners posted. Well, yeah, I, I know. Uh, anyway, we're working on it now. Um, do you want to talk about Blue Jays at all? Well, I want to talk a lot about the Blue Jays. But we're going to try to do it sort of in a, a succinct, economical um, discussion. Positive way. Well, I think just realistic way. Um, well, we all know, and those that, and there's they have a lot of fans. The Blue Jays have a. Through all the lean years, you know, after the two World Series in 92 and 93 when, you know, 52,000 people were, you know, sure. jammed into that concrete convertible every night, 20-some-odd years went by and, you know, and floundering in mediocrity, and the fan base, you know, settled in around somewhere between, you know, 25, maybe 30,000 if the Yanks were in. Um, writing TV ratings, were they were okay, but they certainly weren't breaking any records. Over the last three years, we all know, they've, they've put together a very, very competitive team, exciting, and you got to remember, this this team is not just based in Toronto. This team this, this, this team draws this, from the whole country. This is a Canadian team, isn't it? So they think yeah. about, here we are, Rogers, who, they need a lot, they need more money, but they have, they own the baseball team, they own the stadium they play in, and they own their own network for distribution. Exactly. Yeah. And you've got a whole country that's, you know, Wild enchanted, enchanted, and and, and yeah. is watching practically every game, even until you get up in the postseason. So it's been a ratings bonanza. It's been great. So we roll into the 2017 season with a few question marks. You know, Edwin and Carnacion is off to off to Cleveland. They they chose not to give him the moon, and they're fine with that. So they they brought basically that same team back. Intact to spring training with a, with a really good young young starting pitching staff, young to mid young to young to veteran, Marcus Stroman, Aaron Sanchez, Jay Happ, Marco Estrada, and a guy named uh, Francisco Lariano who they got from Pittsburgh who when he can find the plate got a devastating slider. So five good starters, a decent bullpen, and a real good closer in Roberto Asuna. Recipe for success. 
correct? Yeah, no, no question. It's, no question. They're a winner. They're they a are a winner. winner. However, it's April 28th. They're 6-16, six and 16, 10 games under 500. Oh, wait, it gets worse. Two of the starters are on the disabled list. Jay Happ, Aaron Sanchez. These are not season-ending injuries. They both will be back, should be fine. The whole left side of the infield is wiped out. The all-star third baseman, Josh Donaldson, he's like you. He's got a calf, nagging calf injury that he can't seem to heal. Again, it's not going to be career-ending, but he's out of the lineup. Troy Tulowitzki, the 33-year-old, excellent shortstop that came over from the National League, good team guy, good player. He's a little banged up. He's out of the lineup. John Gibbons is he's pulling his hair out. Um, but what really is what really is occurring is in baseball, teams get old quick. And if your farm system's not really, really, you know, farm systems are cyclical. And theirs is sort of in a not drained, but there's not a whole lot of big prospects that are ready to come up. So they have some big decisions to make, obviously. If by the All-Star break, which is in early July, they get their act together, the guys come back, they all learn how to hit again, because you tend to not, you don't, you don't forget overnight, they could get their way back to 500 and then use the second half of the season to take a shot at a wild card. I think winning the division is out of the question. So if they keep losing after 60 games, though... I mean, if they're 10 to 15 yeah. games under 500 at the All-Star break, hard decisions need to be made. Yeah. And without being too greedy, because what will happen by by mid-season, or close to mid-season, those 25,000 diehard J fans will still be there. But the extra 15 to 20 that are on the bandwagon, they'll be jumped, they'll, they'll have jumped off quicker than a, than a burning building. So you've got a decision. Do you do what the Leafs do and dismantle the whole thing and then ask your fan base, hang in with us for a couple, three years, it's going to take a while. Or... Do you take a look at the assets you have, and you have some. You've got Josh Donaldson as an all-star. He's going to be a free agent, I think, next year, if not the next. You've got Troy Tulowitzki, a proven veteran that could get somebody over the hump. Similarly with Russell Martin, but a great catcher. But getting up there, and I don't know if anybody's going to take his contract, but I, you could. here is what I think they should do, and there's other people that agree. Don't dismantle the whole thing. You've got a great core of starters. But you may take one of these starters. You may take a Marcus Stroman or a, or a Marco Estrada and package him with Josh Donaldson, make a bold trade for some young prospects that are close. And instead of blowing it up, you know, go into next season with showing your fans that you still want to win. It's a really, really tough situation they're in right now. And, I, you know, I, I don't know what's the best way to go other than, you know, if a crystal ball goes off, to, you know, if, it, if a light goes on tonight and everything starts falling into place. But Jose Batista is at the end of the line. He tries hard. Their backup catcher, they just got rid of him today, a, a gentleman named Salta Lamakia. Yeah, where did, what happened to him? Um, well, he played, he's had uh, 28 at-bats, no hits. And he's not that good of a defensive catcher. And they had to buy an extra sweater to put his name on the back. <laughs> they did. So anyways, <laughs> poor old Salty, who's played played some good years in Boston, he's gone. Uh, there's a gentleman coming up tonight. What did they do? Just release him? Or? They DFA'd him, which is designated for assignment, meaning, yeah. which means we don't want you anymore. No, exactly. So, Billy Boy, um, how do we, without blowing the whole thing up, keep this game competitive... Because it really, really it's, it's, it's great summer entertainment. 
and still could be, but I don't know what I don't know what the right thing to do is. You're, you're the general manager. What are you going to do? What, what 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 do you what do you think about uh, somebody like Goings? Uh, you know, Ryan Goings. These young guys. Oh yeah, they, they are young guys, and so is Ezekiel Carrera. Yeah, and so is it, Kevin Pilar. Exactly. No, I, I think these these are some foundations that you don't part with. Yeah, exactly. Anything. See this. You know what the sad part about a lot of professional sports is? Maybe, and it's you know I know it's just unlike it was back. 25 years ago. By time you're paying your players their maximum, by time they've been in the league seven or eight to ten years and they've, you know, they've gone through those you know, entry-level contracts and they finally get a time to, to get a big contract, their high skill levels are starting to diminish. Yes, so right. what you're doing is you're paying these players the absolute most and getting lesser you're, and you're lesser getting, return. You're getting less, yeah. They're... Their playing days are numbered, basically. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that they're not good players, and it doesn't mean they still can contribute, but they can't contribute at a level that's going to get you that Blue Jay mania. And, you know, and Rogers is, look, they're not, yes, they are as wealthy as the New York Yankee ownership. Rogers could spend as much as they'd be allowed to spend to put a winner on there, but they're not going to do that. They won't. But, you know, Having said that, there's still their payrolls somewhere between 100 and 200 million, so they're not being cheap. The new management, you know, this is going to be where we're going to see what Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins, you know, they're going to, they're going to show us what they are as as management. Because yeah, yeah. do you do you, do you believe they are good managers? I, I think that Mark Shapiro Pyro is a, is a good baseball guy. He's he, he, why he is one of the reasons Cleveland is. Turned their franchise in around, and they're going to contend. They contended last year. They're going to contend again this year. Um, I, he must have done something right. With the way, way back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it takes a while. I mean, for you know the, yeah. those those things to show. I, I think so. It's, it's you know what I mean. Those are my ideas. It's easier said than done. And you know, people are going to freak out if Josh okay. Donaldson comes so, back healthy. So if I get you right, then you're you're going to get rid of Batista. Somehow. Well, yeah, he's on a one-year contract, so he's gone every yeah, year. Yeah, okay. So he's gone at the end of this year. He's gone. Jose's uh, gone. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And 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 what about uh, uh, our third baseman, Donaldson? Well, Josh Donaldson, he is not 30 years old yet. And he is, I, when he's healthy, I think he's one of the best baseball players. So you league. would keep him, basically. I, I, I would want, I would, well... I thought I would, but I, you know what, Bill? Again, because as he hits his 30s and is going to want some gigantic contract, I hate to say this, but I think he is your best asset to get you back young, okay, all right. So you're going to you would you would get rid of him? I would trade. trade I would trade Josh Donaldson in a package with maybe, maybe a Marco Estrada, and boy. Those are they would bring you a whole lot of young talent. Yeah. Okay. And and do you think that uh, Donaldson somehow gets hurt a little a little bit more than the average player? And I know he plays hard. Okay. He, he plays through. Yeah. He, you know, well, players there are players yeah. that tend to be we call I guess they call it injury prone. Yeah. And then there's other players that they never miss a game. I know. They just they just go like the Energizer Buzzy. Go go bunny 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 go go go. I know. Uh, it, it's. Uh, you know, some of it could be maybe playing on turf. I mean, he came from Oakland, where he played most of his, I think, all of his major league career on grass. It's hard to say. He he's kind of like a uh, he's a Wendell Clark guy that you know he's diving around and and he he, he I, I love him as a baseball player. I, I I really I would hate to see him go, but I really think, sadly, in baseball in a lot of sports, you got to be thinking 
two years down the road. Mm-hmm. And I think there, the answer will, and the, you know what, then there could be a nightmare scenario that comes up, which I really, because they put themselves in this position, what if they go and win 15 in a row and are right back in it yep. and everybody's back on the bandwagon? Yeah. I, you know, I, I guess... Then it's hard to make a trade, isn't it? No, then yeah, then you're packing the place again because yeah. they've sold a ton of tickets just yeah. in advance. So if we get rid of Donaldson, who would you put at third base? Would you would you move Russell Martin to third base? See, he has played third Played base. there this week. I uh, know. I, I don't believe so. Oh, oh, well, it, but it's, it, he, you, you know, don't have to crouch down as much. You no, know. you don't. And, you know, Joe Maurer, who was a wonderful catcher for many, many years with the Minnesota Twins, going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, it eventually, his leg's gone. And he, he's a, in the American League, he can DH him, and he moved over to first base. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, it's kind of neat about yeah. baseball. You can do that. Um, well, no, they've got they have some options for the rest of the year. That Chris Coglin, who is um, I think he's now known as the high diver. Oh, oh, oh I was. Which of course bring, everybody's I seen was, and heard. And I was going to bring that up. Isn't I don't know that, if I've seen a, a, a more unique, daring play. I have. I, yeah, he landed on his head, didn't he? Yeah. Right on the plate. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he touched the plate, and <laughs> he he was okay. Just so the people who haven't seen, just explain what happened. Well. Chris Coughlin, who's who's a new acquisition, and he's sort of a platoon player. They play him a little at third. It's against the St. Louis Cardinals, and it's on, I believe, Tuesday evening. Game's a bit back and forth. He's on first base. Jose Bautista goes to right field, finally. It's a double off the wall, and the guy's out, the outfielder's not muffing it, but he's got a little trouble getting it in. And this Coughlin has some wheels, so he heads around third, and they wave him home. The throw comes in, and then, you know, he's heading for home. The throw's coming to the plate. It's a little off. The catcher moves forward, and back in the old day, this would have been when Pete Rose would barrel him over. Oh, yeah. Well, this Chris Coughlin guy, I guess he figures, he, well, he doesn't want to run into him. He, he can't get around him. I'll dive over him. <laughs> and the catcher is crouched. And this Coughlin guy, it's an amazing gymnastic move. He soars like Kevin Pillar, the Superman outfielder, over the catcher really doesn't touch him, and then comes straight down, lands on his head on home plate. Do you think that might be number one in the replays or whatever? It's going to be around for a long, a long time. Long time. Yeah. And, and they ended up... Oh, they, 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 I mean, the season is so bizarre, so you have that, and then the thing goes into extra innings because they blow another lead. Then Marcus Stroman, who the pitcher, but he has to... They bring him on to pinch hit. Because, you know, they're out of players and the National League, the, the rule, the, no DH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ends up hitting a double, yeah. and he scores on a throwing error by Brett Cecil, who's now over in Milwaukee, if you wondered where, where Brett was. Anyways, he scores a winning run. <laughs> it just gets weirder and weirder. Then they get rained out on Wednesday. They play a doubleheader yesterday, which brought back fond memories. And it's a pretty nice day. The sun comes out in St. Louis. The Blue Jays are up 4-1 and looking at, wow. Maybe if we sweep this doubleheader, we'll get home and we'll, you know, we'll instead of being six and sixteen, we'll be eight and fourteen. Yeah. Oh no, Roberto Osuna, something wrong there too. Oh. Gives up a two-run homer in the bottom of the ninth, and then they give up a grand salami. I know. I to know. end it, and you know, it just doesn't. There just seems to be no end. Yeah. So, so I, I, I have very little hair left to pull out. But I know. so, so in, in, if you would sum up what you're going to tell us about. Or what you have told us about the Blue Jays, you're going to trade a few people, a few players. You're going to package them with a couple of 
good pitchers. Well, one pitcher. I don't want. I don't want to. Uh, Sanchez, Sanchez, and uh, Stroman are untouchables. Okay. They don't move. Okay. Hap or Estrada. No. Okay. Begrudgingly, I would package up with Josh Donaldson and, and make the future now, okay. not, not in three years. All right. Well, good. It's on tape, and the tape is Great. still running. So we're going to revisit their record at the All-Star break. That's right. And we'll see what happens. Sports is a weird, weird animal. These are veteran ball players. When they get back and they're all healthy and not happy, and they, it'll be interesting to see what's left in the tank of this veteran team. It is the oldest team in baseball. Yeah, it, it is. is. The team. And which is really hard to believe when you think of the the, the run scoring machine they were, and it, 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 you know, age is a cruel thing. It is. But so. I never would ever think start you know think that boy by the time professional athletes are thirty three and thirty four you know they're old. for the glue factor they're old yeah they're hmm. old okay. young man's game run that's it that's all that's all the time we have oh we've run out of batteries well no we you no know, battery's still running no it's okay. But we, we have run out of time. Then that means we have to say goodbye, thank you for listening, and look forward to being with you again next week. And that's another edition of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore. You're listening to Beach Booster Radio. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.